You are listening. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Ladies Who Lead. That felt so funny to say. Today on the Ladies Who Lead podcast, I think that we put undue pressure on ourselves to achieve this mysterious you know, unicorn of perfect mm-hmm. balance. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think it exists. My name is Shannon McManus, and I am your host for today's episode. Ladies Who Lead is a network of dynamic, professional women empowered through support, inspiration, and mentoring. And this podcast is built on our four foundational pillars, building business, building self, building relationships, and building community. Today, my guest is Ladies Who Lead member, Dr. Shaylin Osborne. Dr. Osborne is a chiropractor, mother, business coach, speaker, author, and entrepreneur. Dr. Osborne has been the wellness expert delivering quality chiropractic and wellness care in Brantford and surrounding area since 1999. Her intent is to empower chiropractors, entrepreneurs, and business people to become inspired and take action towards achieving their biggest dreams, their deepest desires, and their boldest goals. Dr. Shaylin Osborne is the owner and CEO of Whole Body Health and the co-owner of Two Inspire Women. Welcome, Shaylin. Thank you, Shannon. So you have been with Whole Body Health and you developed Whole Body Health in 1999. So can you tell me a little bit about that? business that you have? Absolutely. So I actually didn't start Whole Body Health. I originally started as an associate with Dr. Janice Hughes. So I graduated from chiropractic school in 1999. And she was my mentor throughout the application process to school. She was my mentor throughout school. And she always left the door open that if I wanted to come back to Brantford, because I was born and raised in Brantford, it's my hometown. If I wanted to come back, that there would be a position available for me as an associate. So when I graduated, we had that conversation, and then I started practicing with her uh, shortly after I graduated. And over the years, you know, she was still my mentor, and we worked really, really well together. But then three years later, she had an opportunity to move to the States and teach at one of the chiropractic schools. So then the opportunity opened up for me to take over the practice. So I've been in practice 22 years, but I've owned the practice for 18 years, a little over 18 years. Uh, and that's that's the story. That's how it all all kind of started for me. Amazing. And it's amazing that you had that kind of mentor to start out with, uh, to kind of show you the ropes and to to be there for you at the very start. Absolutely. And in chiropractic, and I'm sh- sure it's no different in other businesses or other professions as well, I mean, we learn the clinical side of chiropractic, but nobody teaches us the business. So to have somebody to kind of take take me under their wing and kind of teach me the ins and outs of business um, was a huge, huge benefit to me as a, as a new grad and as a young practitioner. So then can you tell me a little bit about how you developed your business and how you became inspired to really help other chiropractors? Well, I started out with doing what Janice did. 
So when I was her associate, when I took over the business, I kind of modeled and emulated what she ran as a successful practice until I kind of got my feet under me, so to speak. And then as the years went on, you know, you start to dream a little bigger and think a little differently and 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 ask yourself really, what is it that, or I asked myself, what is it that I want? And how do I want to practice? And what do I want my business to look like once you kind of step into that ownership piece? So over the years, you know, we started to increase the number of practitioners in the office, increase the number of chiropractors. And then eight years ago, my husband bought a new building and renovated it so that we could move into more of that wellness center. So it's it's definitely figuring out what it is that you want and figuring out what you want success to look like. And I always think that that sometimes looks different in the different phases of our life, but really, really figuring out what contribution do I want to leave in my business and what contribution do I want to leave in my community? And then the other piece is what contribution do I want to leave to my profession as well? So over the years, I had more and more chiropractors asking me, you know, how do you do what you do? You know, can you help me? Can you mentor me? So I've coached and mentored people on and off for probably at least 10 years. And then in the last three years, we started to formalize that. So interesting enough, as as fate would have it, Dr. Janice and I reconnected and, and reunited, so to speak, to grow and develop to inspire women. And with To Inspire Women, we coach young chiropractors, but we also coach people in business as well as to how how to really figure out what it is that you want and how to define success by your own terms and then how to make it happen, how to make it a reality. Awesome. Like, And it's very interesting as we talk with other women and leaders in the community how their original vision and then how they grow and mature and how that vision kind of changes over the years. And then for them to evolve into what themselves as business people, as business women. And you've done, you've been a great success in that and a very great leader in the community. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the other leadership roles that you play within our community? Because I know that uh, there's a number of uh, things that you are involved with within Brantford, Brant County. Mm-hmm. So I've also been the founder and co-chair of 100 Women Who Care Brantford. So 100 Women Who Care Brantford is a chapter of 100 Women Who Care International. And it's a group of roughly 100 women. Sometimes you have more, sometimes less. But we each contribute $100 per meeting, and there's four meetings per year. And then that supports a local charity. So it's really, really a simple concept. How I got involved with it is one of my really, really good friends in London, Dr. Zanin Haji. She and I went out for lunch years ago, and and she was talking about this 100 Women Who Care. And I said, tell me about that. And she said, well, we, you know, get together and we raise $10,000 every quarter for local charity. I'm like, oh, well, like, is there a dinner? Do you do some sort of function? And she says, no. She says, we get together, we raise the money, and and that's it. She says, one hour, 100 women, $100 each, $10,000. And I thought, we need something like that in Brantford. We need something that's easy, quick, and supports local. Um, Because you know as well as I do, Shannon, you know, it takes a lot of time and energy to raise 
money. And with some of the charity events, they're fantastic. Sometimes we spend as much money in planning them as we do raising money for the charity. So when she told me about this and and it being completely on a volunteer basis and every single penny goes to the charity, you know, I decided that that we needed that in Brantford and Brant County. So of course I recruited a couple of my my friends and and uh, asked them if they'd help me co-chair it. And then the rest is history. We've been doing that since 2012. Uh, April of 2012 is when we launched our first meeting. And it is a fantastic organization. I know from being at the the meetings, you just it's just not just contributing that hundred dollars, but it's also learning from about other charities that are in our community that are so well deserving. Uh, and I think you do an amazing job of raising that awareness, raising some funds for local charities. And you're right, there is a lot of uh, effort that's put into a number of fundraising initiatives. And this is so simple. And people do really enjoy going to the meetings and, and networking as well. Absolutely. And and part of that is just bringing people together. And obviously, things are a little bit different over the past year, a lot different over the past year. But part of that is being in the community of other or being in the presence of other women who have the same mission as you have in that moment. So, you know, it would be my mom said this really, really well. She says, I I could donate $100 to a charity anytime I want. She says, but it doesn't have that big impact as being a part of a $10,000 donation. Um, it, it just has a different feeling and, and every woman in that group feels like they're a part of something bigger, which they are. I really have to thank you on behalf of the community for, for forming that because it really has become, uh, an enormous, I guess, just venture to do that. And I know it's spun off, like we have a hundred men who care as well. So there's even more awareness within the community just from that little drop. It's um, imagine, it's fantastic how a trickle can really turn into a ripple and can affect so many people's lives. Absolutely. And I think one thing that some of the members might not know is our group has actually inspired six other groups to be formed in other communities. So they may not realize it at the meeting, and and I should probably point that out a little bit better. Uh, But sometimes we have other community members, like we've had um, from Norfolk, Simcoe Norfolk area, come to our meeting and say, okay, I want to see how you do it. And that's essentially how I learned to run run the meetings, because I said, there's no way you can get all that done in an hour. No way. So I went to one of the London meetings and watched, and they have a huge group in London, huge, huge group, and watched how they did it, watched how easy and efficient it was, um, and thought, okay, if, if they can do it, I think they have three or 400 members in London in one group. Uh, and I, I went and saw how it all worked, and I thought, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. I will just mirror, model, and mimic what they've done so that we can bring that to uh, to our community as well. And it's amazing how we can learn and grow and achieve from other organizations that we see. And that mentoring component to it just really just grows our own community. So I want to go back to a little bit about whole body health. And what's your essence there at Whole Body Health? And how have you in this great time that we are in and the pivot, I guess, and I know the pivot word has been used an awful lot, 
But how have you now in this pandemic lifestyle that we hopefully will not lead very much longer, but you never know, how have you really changed your business and uh, really now you're even more successful, I would view you as even more successful than you were pre-pandemic? Well, I think one of the biggest things was that I found a mastermind group. So early on in the pandemic, like I'll be honest with you, when my business was shut down and, you know, you know, as well as I do, our, as an entrepreneur, our businesses are our babies, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden that's taken away, like overnight, like that shut down. So I kind of stewed around and stirred around and, you know, walked in circles for a bit. And then a friend of mine invited me to join a mastermind group. And he just reached out and he said, I think this might be something that you're interested in. So it's with other chiropractors and we would meet weekly. Uh, We had a Facebook group that we would chat on and then we'd meet on Zoom weekly. And it really, really, really helped keep me grounded and helped keep me focused to the bigger picture. So my mission at Whole Body Health as a chiropractor is to educate, empower and inspire people to live a life of health and wellness. So when you're going through this utter turmoil, you really get lost on what your purpose is and what your vision is. You really kind of get dragged down and and you feel like you're all alone. And so by joining this mastermind group of like-minded chiropractors that we could, and we didn't talk about the pandemic, but we talked about, okay, what can we do and what do we have control over? How do we stay connected to our people and how do we still fulfill our vision and our mission without physically being in practice? So I really, really think that that saved me. And, and yeah, I agree. The, you know, the term pivot is you know, people are using it over and over again, but it's really what it has to be. And, and I'll even use the words pivot and then shift because you know, we couldn't do business the way we did it before. We couldn't do business at all, to be honest with you, but there was still a way I could reach out and stay connected with people and still serve people on a, on a different level until we could open again. And, and that's what I would recommend to anyone who does feel alone in business as an entrepreneur. You're not alone. And there's people who have done what you want to do. And there's people who have done what you've done before. So I really encourage to seek those people out and just say, hey, you know, can we chat on the phone? Can we go for coffee? Can I pick your brain about what you've done and how I can create that for myself? And it might not look exactly like what other people have done. Like, trust me, the 50 chiropractors that were on this mastermind call, none of us practice the same. All of us practice with our own unique flair and personality and all of that stuff. But there's the underlying principles that are the same. We have the same common understanding. And that's what helped us help each other through this and helped each other grow through the pandemic. Well, I think you raise a very good point in that finding individuals who are, you know, like-minded and you can really draw closer to, and all of you now can feed off one another to become, you know, better business people, you know, in their personal lives, et cetera, is really key, especially at this time. I know that, you know, our community has drawn closer because we have to support one another. And if we don't support one another, then really the community just doesn't survive, right? And we don't survive. Absolutely. So, it's so important for us to 
reach out because there's going to be individuals who in our community and in our cities who may be feeling alone. And I, I think it's very important to reach out and tap them on the so- shoulder and say, you know, how can we help? Absolutely. And that's where your group, Ladies Who Lead, is a great resource because there's women from all different walks of life and all different walks of business. And even though our all of our businesses may look a little bit different or may look a lot different, again, you can be a support and a resource and a connection for the other women in the group. Uh, you know, and I think that as women, sometimes we're afraid to ask for help. Sometimes as, as one of my business coaches <laughs> reminds me, we put on this superwoman cape and we think that we have to shoulder it all on our own and, and, and do it all by ourselves. And I think that as women, sometimes we need to just let that guard down a little bit and say, Hey, I need help. You know, can I, talk to you? Can we have a conversation? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going, or I just need to an outside perspective to get me to think a little bit differently. So, you know, again, I think that that's great with the ladies who lead group is that we do have such a wide range and a, and a great resource of women who really can help each other and, and help each other think outside the box a little bit more. Well, and I think as women, we tend to think that if we want to, to ask for help, is a sign of weakness. And really that's just showing a little bit of vulnerability on our part. And through that vulnerability, we can gain courage and we can move forward, right? So I I do, you know, love ladies who lead and we've really evolved and um, we try to help as many businesses and and women as possible and entrepreneurs. Uh, And we've had to do some different things within this different world that we live in now. And there are times when, you know, I know myself, I get down and we kind of look around the office and look at each other and think, oh my God, is what this a day. it? <laughs> yeah, is yeah. this like, is it like it's Groundhog Day? Like, yeah, what yeah. is going on? <laughs> so, what are some things that inspire you and help you to get through some of those days? The number one thing for sure is staying connected to what my purpose is and why I got into chiropractic in the first place. And, really staying connected to that vision for my community and for my practice members, staying connected to that vision that's bigger than me. Sometimes on the really difficult days, and we've all had them, especially in the past year, I have to say, you know, why did I become a chiropractor in the first place? And what is my purpose in doing what I do? And how can I serve people better? So, you know, making it about them and not about me and making sure I connect, stay connected to why I'm doing this and what role I have to play and the people that need me. And then it's much, much easier to say, okay, pick your socks up and, and let's get going. You know, you can get through this and, and move on from there. Um, And also being okay with having crummy days too. You know, I think that's another thing as women that we think we have to always put a face on and and be there and be out there in the world and not admit that we're feeling beat down. And and I think that it's okay to acknowledge and and admit that, yeah, we are having a crappy day and yeah, we are having a rough day. And it's going to be different for each of us, but having those tools and resources to say, okay, Here's how I can get myself out of this and here's how I can keep keep moving forward. And for me, that's definitely staying connected to my purpose and that vision that's that's bigger than me or bigger than my office and bigger than my practice. 
And if we all had that view, wouldn't it just be a much better place? Like, And I think for us as women or just in general as entrepreneurs, I know what I try to strive in my office is the safe area, right? So we'll come in and it'll be, you know, I'm really in a bad mood today. And it's okay to let everybody know that. Yep. So they know to walk carefully. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. And then we're also there to support one another. Well, okay, well, why are you in a bad mood? Like, do you just need to be left alone? Or what would you like from us? So yeah, just to give individuals that power to allow them to feel, you know, vulnerable in that moment, I think is very, very important. And I know that you have done that very well in your environment and uh, with your family as well. And tell us a little bit how you balance that. So I know you're, you have your hands in an awful lot of different spaces and you do extremely well in all of them. And then you also have a busy home life with three boys, correct? And a Absolutely. husband. So how do you, uh, what's your secret to that balancing act? Well, I honestly do not believe that complete work-life balance is attainable. And what I mean by that is I think that we put undue pressure on ourselves to achieve this mysterious, you know, unicorn of perfect balance. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think it exists. So I'm sorry if I've burst someone's bubble out there, but I don't think that that work-life balance exists. I think it's a, a catchphrase. What I do think that we're looking for as individuals is I think we're looking for things that bring us joy and fulfillment. So what I mean by that is when you're immersed in a project, a new project for your business or, you know, a new project at your house, you are 100% into that project and, you know, fulfilled and joyful about it and it fills you up. And that's okay. I think that in different seasons of our life, life does pull us off balance. So for example, when I first started, took over the practice and owned the practice, all of my time and energy was spent on that practice because that was the utmost importance at that point in my life. And I know I needed to invest all of my time and energy in that to to make it successful. And then when I had, you know, the birth of my child, well, all of my time and energy was spent in invested in that child and and nurturing that child and and that's okay but to think that we have this perfect balance and and people always just talk about work life balance and i always think that there's other areas of our life that we need to look at as well but in that work life balance we are never going to spend the equal amount of time and energy on work and on personal or family 24 hours a day 7 days a week you know it it's not going to happen So I would say that I'd encourage you to really take a look at your life and identify those things that do bring you joy and do bring you fulfillment and do more of those. And it's at the times when we're not feeling fulfilled and joyful in what we're doing that we feel out of balance. And the other thing with balance too is I think that a lot of times that perceived notion of work-life balance or perfect balance comes from an outside-in approach. So what I mean by that is I think sometimes it comes, in my opinion, it comes from us comparing ourselves to others and looking at what other people are doing and looking at what other people have and saying, well, my life's not like that. 
So I also think, I think it's important to take a look at your own life and your business and say, okay, what is my ideal? And what does my ideal life look like? And what does my ideal business look like? And, and how would I like that to look like over the next year and five years and 10 years? And create a plan and a structure to work towards that regardless of what the outside influences say, regardless of what somebody else has, regardless of what somebody else is doing, what is it that you want? And what do you want your life to look like? And what is the ideal for you? Because I'll tell you, Shannon, what, what's ideal for you is probably not ideal for me and vice versa. So I could sit here and describe what, you know, a perfect so-called balanced week looks like for me. And you may look at that and say, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, that's not balanced. What are you thinking? Like, how can you receive joy and fulfillment from those activities? But it's what fills me up as a person and and really tapping into being okay with each of us are unique and each of us have our own dreams and desires and and things that fill us up and being okay with going after that and and creating a plan and creating a life to achieve it. I agree totally because I really think that we compare ourselves to one another far too often rather than just looking at what we want and what, as you say, fills us up as an individual or, you know, as a mom or as a business owner, all of those things can play very important roles in our lives. And, but they're not always going to be the number one thing at that point in time. We're going to go through those ebbs and flows in our lives and you know, sometimes it's more work and we step back and we go, oh, look, at, I'm working way too hard. I need to really take some of that energy and move it over here a little bit. And it is an individualized plan or feeling that we have. And we should never compare ourselves to one another because we don't know what's going on with that other person. Absolutely. And I think part of the problem, too, is sometimes we don't know what we want. Absolutely. So I'd say that's the first step is taking a step back and saying, Okay, what is it that I want? And one thing that we talk about with To Inspire Women, one of the, you know, golden questions, so to speak, is if there were no rules and I could not fail, what would my ideal life look like? So we're taking failure off the table. There are no rules, just giving you that chance and that opportunity to dream big and say, what would I love my life to look like? And I recommend if you are, you know, not sure of what you want, just sit down and journal. So sit down with a notebook and in a quiet space and, and contemplate that question and just dream and journal and, and write and and just create something. And, and maybe you'll realize too that you are living more of your ideal life than you thought. And maybe, you know, as you said, because of comparison, and I think sometimes we don't admit that we're comparing, but in our heads we are comparing. But maybe because we're comparing, we don't realize that we already are on the way to creating our ideal life and our ideal business. It's very interesting how people, you know, when they start to do that comparison, right? Well, look at, you know, that business is... It's different. And we have to really, I think, as you say, in our own minds, if we can have those walls put down and just look forward and go, okay, if there were no barriers in my ideal life, what would that look like? And then start planning that. And there's going to be barriers that get in the way, but you can overcome those barriers. You just have to plan for that again. Yeah. And there is nothing. I think one of the biggest realizations that I had was there is nothing 
like even in my biggest, wildest dreams that I'm like writing and drawing and doing all this crazy stuff, there is nothing that somebody else hasn't already done. Mm-hmm. You know, my dreams aren't like Elon Musk or something like that. Like, you know, it's it's things that other people have already done. So even just realizing that and thinking, you know, sometimes that fear piece will get in the way and, and we'll think, oh, I can't think that. I can't dream that big. I can't really do anything outside the box. Well, other people have done it. Yeah, they had to start somewhere. So just putting that aside and saying, what do I want? What brings me joy and fulfillment in my life and what do I want more of? Great advice. That is fantastic advice. And we should all do more of that. And not just once, but multiple times in our journey, whether that be multiple times per year, multiple times in our career. But I we I think we we get so involved in things that we forget to take that time to step back and really look inward and start to say, okay, is this where I want to be right now? Is this is what, what I want to be doing right now? And I think too, that, that we think it has to be this big, you know, transition or epiphany, and it can just be little things on an ongoing basis. Like I know for me, I am the most connected and do my best thinking when I'm in nature. So, you know, it doesn't have to be that I spend a whole weekend out in the wilderness by myself. It can be something as simple as going for a five-minute walk or a 15-minute walk by myself to clear my head and, you know, be creative. Or, you know, when we had snow, go for a ski and just be creative with my thoughts and and just let that flow. That That's where I'm the most connected and that's where I have my best creativity, but it's different for every person. But just sneaking in those little five minute, 10 minute, 15 minute chunks of time where you can have that creative entrepreneurial space, I think is really, really important for us. Mm -hmm. I know mine is, you know, I love to be, love to be doing something and also to be outdoors. But for me, it's people. Mm. So in this time, it's, you know, it's been a little bit of a struggle for me because it's, how do you get that connection with people when, you know, I live alone and it's, yeah. You, yeah. you so want you to be with people friends. and I want to be by myself, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still good friends. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> it all works, right? It does. It does. <laughs> so now what are some of your big plans for the future for yourself and your business going forward, especially after this, you know, pandemic is going to be over? I don't think that anything's really different. Um, we brought on a new associate doctor. So if you want to talk about challenging and thinking outside the box, try starting a brand new practice in the middle of a pandemic. Like I really give hats off to her. I said, if you can build a practice in a pandemic, you can do anything. <laughs> so, you know, just supporting her and nurturing her. Uh, she's a brand new graduate. My other associate's been been in practice for quite some time. So, you know, she's she's in a, a really good place. Um, but just being a mentor and an advisor to this new graduate and helping her grow her practice. Um, you know, again, the social piece, I, I, we have a lot of events in the office that we've put a stop to, um, you know, even Christmas socials and summer socials and things like that, just to honor our practice members. So really getting back to that. And, and maybe that's why my creative time is by myself. It's because I'm surrounded by people all day, whereas, you know, you're the opposite, that you're, you're in your office 
with a few people and I'm in my office with a lot of people. But I, I just feel that we've lost that connection with our practice members of having those fun things. So I would say that those are probably the two biggest goals um, coming out of this is supporting and nurturing uh, the new graduate. And then also having those fun things in the office again to stay connected to my practice members in the community. Yeah, it's very difficult at this time to really stay connected with your, you know, your clients and and your patients uh, besides just, you know, talking to them on the phone and or or seeing them in the office for, uh, you know, your, your checkups and, and things. So it's great to just see people in a more social environment. And that's when you really, I think, make that connection rather than seeing them in an appointment. Yeah. And, and remember, too, that I hate to say it, but there have also been blessings and opportunity in this time as well, because we have thought differently and have been more creative. So, you know, things that we've always done, we've kind of done the same things year after year after year, because that was just part of our plan and and what we did. All of a sudden, when we can't do that, it's like, okay, well, what can we do and how can we do things differently? So how can we still stay, again, the pivot and shift, how can we still stay connected on a different level? So I know that, and this may sound crazy, but when we were completely shut down, I phoned every single one of my practice members once a month. So there were three times that I phoned every single one of my active practice members to check in with them. But what a great way to stay connected. Oh, absolutely. And that was, again, part of the mastermind is, is, you know, we had that conversation about how can we stay connected. Some of these people hadn't talked to anybody in the 12 weeks that we were closed. Like some of these people, it was their only connection was to us calling them. So again, I would not wish the past year on anybody, but it has got us thinking a little bit differently. And there have been some things that we've changed that we will continue to to offer in the future as well. You know, just taking a look at the situation and saying, okay, how can we find a blessing in it? Or how can we find something positive in it that we can do business differently than we've done before, but do it better than we've done before? Yes, it's that it's it's forced us for that thinking outside the box and looking at things from a little different lens than what we've had. Yeah, yeah. And again, I would not wish it <laughs> to happen again. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Uh, you know, there were days and weeks that I cried when our business was shut down. And again, it's like, okay, get out of bed, pick up your socks and, and let's see what we can do. What do I have control over and, and what can I do instead of only focusing on what I can't do? Great advice. Thank you so much, Shaylin, for joining us on our Ladies Who Lead podcast. We welcome you back again as a guest. I know we're going to have many more podcasts. So listeners, please stay tuned. And we will see you on the next Ladies Who Lead podcast. Thank you again, Shailene. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you for listening to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. More information on our guests today in the show notes of this episode. Ladies Who Lead is a network of dynamic professional women who believe that by building business, building self, building relationships, and building community, we can lift each other up to achieve our goals. Ladies Who Lead is based in Brantford, Ontario, Canada. For more information and a link to apply, head to ladieswholead.ca.
Okay, cool.